All right, Jonathan, welcome back. Rory, how's things? All good, thanks. How are you? Good. Late night Great. podcast. Love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically not early early morning podcast. Yeah, true. True. Twelve o'clock now. Yeah, if you want to call it that. She's tell you yeah. what, this this is this is this is bloody dedication to the cause. Don't you? Business my overtime. Yeah. <laughs> we get invoices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll see the big OT at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid- uh, midnight, late night call our service. <laughs> yeah. Eighteen ninety, yeah, yeah. Over the low, overnight expenditures and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rory, we're gonna talk about a few things. Well, first of all, probably the importance of obviously using the economic calendar. Um just in general, how you use it, how I look at it, obviously very differently. Um yeah. you obviously go into a lot more detail than I would um but you know we we both use it all the same and we both you know we both need it I wouldn't be able to 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 make a lot of my decisions trading with, without using this um so just understanding the importance of it and then what we'll do is we'll probably jump into um obviously PCE coming up as well and we'll probably just go through a few of them uh, in the next couple of podcasts as well and kind of help people understand and how to use this information properly to actually get better success in their in their trades as well yeah I think what we'll do is maybe make like a bit of a series out of this you know over the next couple of weeks even a couple of months talking about it because as we said there's a lot of data comes out and some people don't really know the importance maybe not the importance of the data but some people don't know how important some of the data is you know for example people will see the pce number and think what is it does it matter some people might see nfp unemployment retail sales and um, pmi manufacturing indexes all these different things and, and not know the importance or not know what markets they're moving and and things like that and i think over this next few weeks we could just really discuss them and you know just give everybody a bit more detail into how they work you know um what, what? When's the next PC coming out? Next PC uh, is Thursday the thirtieth. So it is. So yeah. So today week. So one week from today, if you're listening to the podcast. Absolutely. So hopefully a, a bit of a bit of your crystal ball as well might help. <laughs> let's, let's see. It might be. It might be starting to run dry. It's, it's had a good spell lately. Well, tell you what, you had a good one today. That yeah. oil trade was 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 awesome. Um, yeah. You know, bang, bang on the money <laughs> literally yeah. um i mean you get again i was you get what you pay for yeah i just i was out actually like i said with the with the kids um for a birthday obviously but i did see the notification coming through the app there and i was like yeah, yeah. well done rory that's <laughs> impressive so you, nice, you, th- nice call. you throw them you throw them bowling balls and me throwing trades <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I was at a day away from the the screens. Uh, I had a few yeah. trades this morning. But yeah, so that's mm-hmm. kind of quiet day. So yeah, I, I suppose mean, uh, just to talk about that oil trade just very quickly before we jump into the rest. Tell me where and how did you pick up on that? Oh, just complete luck, beginner's luck. <laughs> no, um, uh, I think you know the first thing we seen early. What well, we seen. Um, over the weekend, fuck this. Do you know something? I can't believe that that was Saturday or Sunday that came out, and it's now Thursday. But that's incredible. So we've seen over the weekend that um, you know, we were looking at OPEC, and they were announcing that they were um going to have talks about cutting production, and that obviously then just gave a bit of a rise to oil prices coming into the you know the middle of this week into Wednesday. 
we then seen the, the OPEC talk that was um, scheduled for next week or the end of this week. Um, that was obviously postponed for an extra week, and that was due to really Saudi Arabia not agreeing uh, with other OPEC members. And I think a lot of that was to do with um, extended the, the cuts, sort of, right? Yeah, so Saudi Arabia wanted to extend the cuts and, and maybe wanted to even make the cuts a bit deeper. Well, we don't know. We just know that Saudi Arabia um, didn't agree with the rest of the states, but we know that Saudi's stances to cut rates or to cut um, oil production. So we can then assume the other side of that is that other states were happy enough to go ahead. And, and that's really what it was. So I think seeing that bit of a gridlock just put oil under some pressure and sent the prices downwards because we knew that the majority of people wanted to see more production of oil and that just drove prices a lot lower. Um, you know, Saudi are such a major player and when it comes to OPEC, you know, obviously the, the um, largest producer of oil within OPEC so they really do have kind of the final say in it. So whenever we've seen price coming down to that set, kind of 72 handle, you know, we've seen the support there before, Jonathan. We knew that this was just a bit of intraday noise. It was, was it a certainty of a trade? Of course not. Nothing's ever certain. But it is worth the risk to reward. And that's what you have to line out and see. I think that was in, that was kind of the main thing, you know, getting that good risk to reward on that trade. I mean, with 72, the upside was the 80. You know, your downside was... Well, your downside was two dollars to make eight dollars, so it's not bad. You know, yeah, good one to four there. A lot of people are trying to get into that trade early, and I was kind of warning against it. I'm like, mm, there's still, you know, there's still surplus into twenty four. You know, like this OPEC meeting is going to be quite quite important as the the general price of of oil. And like you say, we saw that massive decline. I think it was four percent. And then, yeah. like you say, you just jumped in right perfect timing, really. Yeah, look, somebody, look, somebody's always going to catch the bottom. Somebody always has to print the top. You know, it's always the way. You know, you're going to get them across your trading career, whether you've been trading two months, two years, 20 years. You know, I'm sure everybody's out there can always say that they've printed the top or, you know, bought the bottom. So, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's always going to be somebody yeah. that doesn't. We all love that trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it always seems to be the one that just never works out as good as you think. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you always you, you say you've bought the bottom and it's up like you know it's up one two percent. You're like shit, yes, this is great. I've bought the bottom and then it just never yeah, seems yeah. to go up anymore and just starts to come back at it yourself. You know, it's like shooting an arrow in the air. It looks like it's going up great and then next thing you're squinting well, and you see it starting to turn. <laughs> uh, like I was, you know, a friend of mine has messaged me the other day last week. I think it was, you know, all, all prices were flying at the time and going up, and then all of a sudden they they, they tanked and it's just like. What is going on? You know, let me know what like what's going on. I'm caught in a position here. What do I do? Um, I, I won't go into, into any more detail on that. But basically, yeah, I mean, you, you just as much as you think you can catch the bottom, you know, it, it's it's not always the case. Yeah, um, yeah look, oil's oil been really tricky, and you know, this will lead us on to the PCE quite well. But you know, oil's been a really really tricky thing to trade the last couple of you know months. You know, when you see a breakout of war in the Middle East, the first thing you think is is to buy oil. You certainly don't think to sell it. You know, and yeah. and and that's been one of the trickiest things. And if you're an avid listener to any sort of news outlet or you're subscribed to any sort of telemetry, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll know that so many um, managers are long oil due to the fact of what's happening in Israel, and for the for not even to for not even to be not rising is one thing, but for it to actually start selling off was definitely a major surprise. And I think that's the thing that really got everybody's attention was how much it sold off from them. Sure. You know, because sure. that's that's not that's not really a normal thing, especially for these markets. But 
I mean, it proves the point that you know the markets can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So, just sure, and it's look, it's it's one of those things you just have to keep reassessing, keep reassessing, keep reassessing. You know, you can never have like be completely bullish or completely bearish on anything. You know, you know, you always have to reassess the markets every day. Do you know that kind of way? Because yeah, one minute you're long, and then the next minute you're short. Do you know that yeah. kind of way? And it's just completely bias change on the basis of information that you're receiving and that's where we kind of that was probably a good segue into the economic calendar again and you know using this information all the time whether it's you know gdp inflation unemployment you know international relations you know political changes or whatever the case may be and this this is what moves the market guys and this is the importance of using an economic calendar in the right way and and for me um what, what i want to ask you is how you kind of use it and uh, as, as opposed to how i use it now i use it in a more of a peripheral basis i'll be very honest i mean how i trade is is, is purely built upon sentiment and it's a, you know collating information uh, on the surface um, to make a decision, you know, without trying to paralyze myself before I actually take that trade. I'm, I'm, I'm cladding surface information, if you like. And all that's doing is it's, you know, when you're, when you're trading for a while or a long time, all of a sudden information is much, you, you pick up information much quicker um, and you know how to use that information uh, in the right way, you know, Whereas you would go into this analysis and you can like, you can deep dive into this information and you can get, you know, really, you know, fine tooth combed kind of type thing where you're kind of going into the data so in depth that, you know, your probability would probably be much better than potentially mine, but I'm also using other factors as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously I'm using technicals, we're using other sentiment based information as well, but going back into the economic calendar, it's just really important to understand. And we can, we've got so much information there guys, obviously. And it's, it's how you, we use, um, the, the previous reads that have come out, the forecasts, you know, what's priced into the markets already, what isn't priced into the markets, how we can use that information in the right way. Because like we, we, we've done this before and we spoke about this before. It's like, you know, lots of things are priced into the markets and we don't realize it and, and they're changing, you know, that these reads will change, yeah. you know, and you, so some information you have to really use and some information has to be took with a pinch of salt, if you like, do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Like earnings, for instance, you know, there are them reads were changing all the time and they would look like big misses or big wins, but really, you know, that they weren't, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I suppose going into, into how you look at economic calendar, maybe you tell me how you would, you know, analyze the economic calendar to, to the benefit. Yeah, I th look, I think there's two ways, you know, the, in, in which you can look at the economic calendar. I think the first way is you can look at it on a basis of, you know, volatility and events. So you can look at things, you know, I'm looking at it now and we're seeing, you know, next Thursday we've got um, PCE coming out and then obviously the Friday we've got ISM coming out. And you can take these things and say, well, this is is this going to create some volatility? Is it going to create um, some sort of move that I can get involved with the markets? You know, and sometimes your day traders aren't really going to care about where the moves are. They're not really going to care exactly what the direction is as long as there's some volatility. That's really all they seem to care about. For me, the market, that, what the data does is provides me with um, with some confirmation or denial of my assessment of the market. So I'm looking at this data thinking, well, you know, this is my view in the market at the minute. I think the Fed are going to do this. I think inflation's doing this. And this is why, you know, these are my gross expectations for the economy next year. So whenever I get this data, then I'm able to change my outlooks. And from there, then I'm able to start positioning myself better. 
you know, I don't necessarily use the economic calendar to initiate positions. I use that more to initiate thoughts and and and, and trade or investment ideas, and then maybe looking to use other catalysts to get involved. You know, yes, I might use those catalysts to get involved, but um, I'll not go into too much detail on it now because it's it'll only bore the shit off you, and I know that you'll probably fall asleep, and I'll have the end of the podcast and and all the rest, but. <laughs> There was, you know, there's a lot of studies done and, you know, I've done a study as well on it in university and my dissertation about whenever information comes out, how does it affect the stock price or the price of um, FX asset class or an FX cross two, three, 10, 20 days after the event? And you'll always notice that it usually gets worse or better depending on what the information is after the event. So just because something's down 2% today, it doesn't mean that it's not going to fall anymore, that the dip isn't the one to buy. It might have to be 20 or 30 days away before you actually buy that dip. So that just sets well, the initiation phase up for me. Sure. Well, and so there's a reaction. There's a reaction from the data and then there is the actual direction from the data, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, if you're the day traders and, you know, I think you've got a fairly short um sort of time horizons so you might be looking to capture that two percent volatility move and that two percent mightn't happen the rest of the month but what it but i'm not interested in that i'm interested in the in the direction it's going to take you know it might move ten percent in the rest of the month but it won't move more than two percent in a single day you know sure. and, and that's what i'm so, interested in so two things right so first of all before you take a trade you know you're looking at the economic calendar as to what data is coming out the potential to allow you to execute a trade on that. But also on the other side of that is you've got open trades, you know, data's coming out, yeah. you know, so there's, there's two sides to this. So maybe give us both sides and, and, and of the coin. Yeah, look, down to the, you know, the ladder, if you've opened positions on, depend on what your time horizon is for them and depend on what the data is coming out. You can, you know, you can readjust your positions. You can take some risk off the table. You, you might want to move stop losses. If you have positions, you might want to half them. You might just want to reduce exposure. You may even want to look at hedging them or something like that. Yeah. Looking to take um, maybe a derivative contract out on it. You might even be looking to take a trade in a you know negatively correlated asset. It might be anything like that. Um, sorry. <laughs> or just close the trade. Yeah, or just fucking close it and hit the pub. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worry, what, what, what did Sean? What did the same Sean of the Dead? We'll go to the. What did, what did they call that pub? Um. Oh, suppose yeah. you, do you remember? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Was it called the Lancaster or something? We'll just go to the Lancaster and hang out and wait till this all blows over. Have <laughs> a Cornetto or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's one that so I did. What was the first part of the question? I've answered the second so, part, not the first. Know, in terms of actually looking to execute within that trade. So let's say, okay, there's. Like PC coming out or there's NFB coming out, whatever it is, okay, and you know that's coming out, and you know you there's further information of bias that you have before this information is coming out, you know, to help you execute that trade using the data before it comes out, you know, tell me then how you would analyze a trade or use the economic calendar to actually help you get a, a buy or a sell within that trade. So how would you use like data being released today to try and get that? Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I think you have to have your own expectations of it. You know, first of all, you, you know, I think it's always a rookie mistake that people take the expectations of, you know, of what's on the calendar or what the broker says or or what some other research house says. I think you have to have your own expectations. You know, if we have, let's say, inflation data coming out or PCE data coming out, and the next, you know, the last two or three PCE data that came out, you know, was all around 4.3%. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot lower, and here's the reasons why, you know, oil's lower, this is lower, that's lower. That's why I think it's definitely going to be lower. And it comes out higher. 
then you have to reevaluate your position and think, well, it's came out higher. What does that mean for my portfolio? Because you have to remember, and some people mightn't be aware of it, but the trades you have on reflect your outlook. Well, they should reflect your outlook. I, w- I wouldn't like to think you're sitting long dollar trades if you think dollar's going to crash. You, you know, yeah. you'd be you'd be surprised. I've asked, you know, I've seen some people who are you're long Aussie dollar, and I'm like, so so why are you long Aussie dollar? And they're like, well, you know, to be honest, I think the RBA are going to start to to cut rates soon. I'm like, okay, so you're long Aussie dollar. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, right. That's, 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 so your trade doesn't, <laughs> what, what's worse, they say they're long when they're actually short. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, your, your trade has to reflect your outlook. You know, you, your bias. You, yeah, yeah you, sh- you should be able to, you know, if you, if you had a stranger come into your room or, you know, some sort of fancier, they should be able to open up your book and say, well, I can gauge what sort of person you are, what you're thinking in the market right now, just simply by looking at your positions. And I think whenever you have these positions open and then you see the data, you're then able to better react off that. You know, so whenever I um whenever I see an inflation starting to come in lower, whenever I also said to you a couple of weeks ago that I thought oil prices definitely had reached the top and that it's going to be shorts from here, that was then that was the reason for changing my expectations of lower inflation because seeing those oil prices coming down. And that's what's now starting to change my expectations of markets. Do I think that now is a great time to be buying in markets? I don't know. I think that's a very difficult thing to say. But I certainly think there has to be a lot more um, caution in terms of buying. I mean, we can't just plummet everything into the sort of Magnificent Seven or into the S&P and just, and just hope that we ride it out. I mean, if your goal is over the next 50 years to make money, yes, it might work. But you know, over the short to medium term, that's probably not going to be the best thing to do. So sure. you, ha- you have to just have to use that data wisely and see what you know. What does that mean for your positions? What does it mean for the wider economy or the wider region? And you know, how is it going to affect everybody else? It goes back to what you said there earlier on in terms of okay, I might be looking for a short term position. You might be looking for a long term position then it's like okay so then it's like the reaction of the actual data that's coming out like mm-hmm. you say that that noise that's coming out how to utilize that noise and how to actually get into a trade on the right side of that on the basis of the actual whereas you're looking at that as a as a completely different view than i would be looking at and you're i'm looking for a different information than you are and that's why i'm you know i would only look at the information on the surface as opposed to the in-depth analysis behind it because you're looking for that longer term move in in the market and that's exactly the difference between a day trader and kind of more of an position trader if you like yeah look there's there's a good reason why i don't there's a good reason why i don't trade the volatility after the event and i'll tell you a funny story and you it might make sense where do you you know let's say nfp comes out where do you get your numbers from how do you know if it's missed high or low where do where do you get your numbers from Say that again, sorry. Yeah, so where, where do I get the numbers oh, from? Yeah, where, where would you get your numbers from from NFP? Like pre? Yeah, like if the minute they're printed. So where would you read it? You would read it from Twitter or, or I don't know. I'm just getting a, an alert. Yeah, yeah, data. I'm just, that's my only kind of go-to. With... Well, I've I've got mine before you have it. And I've also got it before Bloomberg has it. So right. I have, where you... it's, it's on the chart. Right. Yeah, so, oh, okay, fair enough. Sure. So you yeah. always how, how many times and look we'll cover this on the next NFP and the next um inflation report. 
I guarantee when you're sitting on the chart, if you've got a live feed of the charts, I guarantee the chart will move like fuck and the number will not be out. But it it has been it has been out, but you haven't got it. Like I'll never have an open position around a high impact data announcement. Yeah. Never. And and, like that's, I, I and that's why yeah, and that's why retail traders are told not to. Well, sensible retail traders are, are told not to. You're because trading reverse, you know. Yeah. Because you let's just say it takes 130 right now and NFP's due. It takes 130 and you're sitting looking at the Dixie and the Dixie's just dropping and it's dropping and it's dropping, but there's no number coming up on your screen yet. Somebody has sure. the number, somebody has the number. And yeah. you're and you're not going to have to. What are you doing? Are you going to buy it? Are you going to sell it? It's you know the yeah. algos are getting in their way before you, you know, and that's and that's the scary part. Sure, yeah. and look, like I say, me looking for a short term position there. I'm looking for it. It is post data anyway because I just wouldn't have an open. I wouldn't have an open exposure yeah. off off the back of that. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, regardless if you're right in in the actual direction that that's going to go, you're going to get stopped out before it goes that direction either way. So, you know, it's just not worth having open positions around around that time. Yeah. Uh, trading there reverse is is always the key to to you know trading announcements. Yeah, look, sometimes you see those good bounces and, you know, it can be a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I suppose what we'll do is we'll move on to the actual PCE, I suppose, because that's the next one that's coming out. And like you say, what we'll do is we'll continue these kind of podcasts pre whatever big data is out um, just to keep kind of giving people more insights as to how to read this data properly. Yeah, yeah look, so... One of the, you know, I think this is this will kind of be the start of the series. Looking at what PC is, you know, don't worry if you're if you're listening to the podcast thinking Jesus shit, another twenty minutes to listen to this crap. You don't. We're just gonna. <laughs> fin- I think we'll just finish it here. You know, kind of talking through what PC is, um, exactly. you know, why it's important, and you know who really uses it. And if you even just go onto the B, you know, the BEA website, um, you know, if the US or you just type in anywhere what the PC is, you know, it'll give you an accurate description of it. And pretty much what it is is just a measure of, of all the prices and all the goods that really are bought um throughout the US and, and that's how it tracks it. And we know that it's actually the Fed's preferred method, you know, for gauging inflation. So we've seen in June that so, you know, mm-hmm. so just on that before you go into that, where do they get this data from, first and foremost? Well, this data will be like managed from um, a basket of goods. I can't tell you straight off the top of my head which goods they are, but there is, if you go in here on the website, if you go to research... Um, including food and energy, right? Yeah, so it, it, it includes quite a lot of things. So there's um, a link you can go to which shows you the price indexes. Um, so it's basically nearly everything that's um, bought by consumers, produced in the US, imported to the US, things like that. So you have core PC, which you know excludes food and energy, and then you've PC excluding food, energy, and housing, then you've PCE services excluding energy and housing. So you have different things like that. So you have all these different things, and it's nearly just everything that the consumer uses. So it pretty much but, adds it up. Bear in mind, like they're they're generally pretty spot on with this data. So I, we I'm, don't usually see a big miss or a big, you know, you don't usually see a big miss. Yeah, I mean, for how big the data set is, you know, if we look at this, um, you know, in September, the PC increased by 138 billion. So it increased by 138 billion. That's not the number. It increased by that. Yeah, so when you're talking huge, huge fucking numbers like this, you know, it's it can be so easy to get it wrong. So for how accurate it is, it's 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 really not bad. You know, mm-hmm. 
And you know, you can go through here looking at the real real PCs. So that's obviously less inflation, um, personal income as well. You know, and, and the Feds, the Fed really do look at all these and you know, um, all these metrics. And they've openly said quite a lot of time at the FOMC minutes that you know the PCs the preferred method to gauge inflation. You know, a lot of people say it's the CPI and and yes, they tend to report in the CPI quite a lot, but you know, in the background, they always tend to have an eye on the PCE. That's one of the main things. And sure, I think- and just to go over, I mean, the what markets this impacts and, you know, which side it impacts, whether if it's greater or, or, or below forecast, you know, and how that how that actually affects the markets in terms of somebody actually trading, you know, whether it's Forex or whatever the case may be, maybe run over a bit more about that as well. Yeah, look, it, it it impacts nearly everything. The same thing that inflation would, because it technically is a, an inflation report. You know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, just um different sort of measurement. So usually, what what we see is um during time during normal time. Well, I'll explain how it works actually now and during these times. If we see lower than expected PCE, then that obviously gives off a bit of a dovish uh, policy response. So we think, well, because um PCEs moving down, we'll not need interest rates. Uh, hikes to exactly. sort of control inflation and that's really what we're seeing now but usually in normal times you would you tend to see the opposite of that that would be signs of maybe disinflation coming into the market um yeah. it'll also affect you know us dollars probably one of the main ones it would affect us indices it does affect but just wouldn't have the same impact and then obviously some stocks and things like that maybe just not as much of the same impact but again probably the dollar pairs is is the main ones to look at whenever that's released Sure, and and it goes back into people purchasing. You know, are people actually you know dipping in dipping into their pockets and, and and buying things? You know, and if they're not, you know, what's happening? And like you say, it goes back to interest rates, inflation, and everything else gets built around this. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you can you can just read there's you know there's a report here, and I'll put it into the um I'll put it into the app, and it tells you you know personal income increased seventy seven point eight billion on the month three in September. Um, you know, disposable income increased 56 billion. You know, the PC index increased 0.4%, excluding energy and fuel. So you can go through all these different reports. And I mean, I'll maybe do a video someday, um, you know, breaking this down a lot more. It shows you here about prices, real PC as well, and um, personal income. Um, and then here it gives you a lot of definitions as well, you know, of, of really what it is. So it, it breaks it quite breaks it down quite well what it is. Um I think it's good to come to terms and and learn what some of this stuff is because you'll see it being reported and you'll be like, well, what does that mean? How important is it? Markets didn't move, so it mustn't be that important. But just because markets didn't move doesn't mean it's not important. You know, it's good to be aware of, of what something is. It, it's something that we spoke about before the podcast actually started. We ever were chatting about um templates and so on. And and I think people using information and or having even simple templates for different events and things like this to just to understand just to just to go back upon do you know that kind of way like data information day to day you can go right okay nfp is coming out pc is coming out okay so what was the previous reads you know what is the effects is going to happen just to give you even a refresh just refresh your mind quickly mm-hmm. you know open up your document have a couple of tabs open uh, t- tabs in an excel even with some information on each high impact event go back okay. to it and then you know it just gives you that edge it really it does. does until that time gets to a point where you you just notice offhand you know straight away you know what's coming out you know if we're getting a miss we know what that's going to affect that's going to have you know exactly. but, but having that information to hand is is, is definitely helpful for, for especially for new traders yeah definitely 100 it's something we're going to be sharing probably in the near future when people when we get everything rocking and rolling 
100%. I mean, look, we, we were talking about it um, in, in, in the sense of actually stocks and how to do like, a, I suppose, top to bottom, bottom to top and analysis of, of, of stocks. And, and and the same thing comes out with, you know, with Forex trading. And, and, and you know, th- these are the things that we can we can use, certainly, to, to identify the information at hand and use yeah. that information to actually get more accurate with our trades. Yeah, look, in terms of the FX, you know, um, the last thing I'll say is definitely in terms of the FX, I've left um, a huge spreadsheet there before, you know, for people to use. I think it's in the premium channel. So if you scroll back, it should be there. I'll try and re- re-upload it again um, to keep it fresh at the top. You know, that'll be something useful to people. It has a lot of different economic indicators. I think a lot of people will find that useful. 100%. So, um, so what do you think? Do you think we're going to see on target? What, PCA? I think we're the next one's going to be lower than expected. I mean, we're seeing inflation starting to come down. You know, we know that a lot of things are happening in the US. Credit card delinquencies are up. Uh, oil prices are down. I th- I think we're starting to see a bit of this inflation coming into the market, and PC is going to be a bit lower than expected. So, so that's that's my view. Um, one thing I will leave you with, and everybody else is just because inflation's coming down doesn't mean it's a good thing. Inflation coming down is usually a very bad sign. You know, that's it. I mean, and a big part of trading is using this information in even more depth ways and, and kind of going, OK, well, if if that is the case, you know, what is a knock on effect, yeah. you know, and what can that impact and what other areas would that impact, you know, and then that's going to give you further bias. And, and yeah. purely trading is about building bias, guys. It's about. Uh, you know, when we talk about foresight or we talk about crystal balls or or whatever the case may be, you know, that that is purely just your own bias on the markets and that by building your bias on the information to hand that we have whether that's a technical view whether it's a fundamental view whether it's a sentiment view or whatever the case may be more information that we can collate use it you know and again like you say you go you dig deep into it i'm more periphery around this but i'll use you know i I want at least three confirmations you know before i'm going to enter a trade and i'm building my bias all the time around that and and, and that's so important like so important we, yeah. we trade and that's what that's the difference between a profitable trader and a trader that's going to just you know go up and down and never actually be able to retain profits mm-hmm. okay I, I think one question everybody should well not a question but an answer everybody should have right now is is this if inflation goes to two percent and stays at two percent what are you going to do if inflation rallies back to four or five percent? What are you going to do? And if inflation goes to one percent, or we even see you know uh, deflation, what are you going to do? And if you can answer those three things, I guarantee you'll 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 stand a good chance in the next twelve months in the markets. I guarantee it. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. That's, um, that's all I can give. It's too late for for anything more. <laughs> <laughs> or too, or too uh, early. <laughs> What's what's our next one? What are we gonna look at next? We'll wrap this up now in a sec. But what are, what's the next big event coming out that we'll, we'll um, touch upon? Around? Next one after that, we'll we'll touch on yeah, that'll be NFP ISM week. So that'll be the first week of December. So we'll touch upon that. So we'll, hopefully we can give some input into you know some potential moves within that as well and help people kind of understand the impacts of that. So uh, um yeah. It has been late, and I think we've done okay. I'm going to hit the sack and uh, call it a night. <laughs> Don't mind. Cheers, mate. See you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, now. Bye, bye. Nice.